Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Two first-place teams and drama all around the league. The Dodgers and the Astros renewing their rivalry this weekend. The Indians and Twins have benches clear last night, but the big story is out west with what's going on between the Padres and the Giants. And whenever we want to talk about big stories in MLB, sometimes we bring in this guy that is uh, joining us next on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Our good friend Bob Nightingale from USA Today, the lead baseball columnist, joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Bob, good morning. And uh, first and foremost, uh, is there a scare of anything beyond one positive test in San Diego right now? Well, we're just being with the Giants, Bruce and Matt, in the sense that a uh, it was a guy who looks like he got it. You know, he's telling his teammates he got it from a family member in San Diego. So uh, he was not, uh, you know, it did not happen. It was in a team flight, which a lot of the things spread. So I would think that please stay. Uh, I'm sure the game tomorrow as well as tonight will be canceled. Uh, they don't have a game on Monday. So, yeah, certainly uh, this is why Major League Baseball is so adamant about the whole bubble plan, the fact they want teams at home to even stay at hotels the last week in the uh, regular season. And then want family members around the first you know, week with that wild card round. Uh, if you want to join the guys in the division series, fine. But you better be uh, isolated for one week before you join them. So, and I think it had been 12 days, Bob, since there was a positive test. Um, starting to probably feel a little bit comfortable. Was there was there any concern? Has the level of concern been steady from MLB offices from the owners' perspectives? Well, you know, it certainly was heightened during the, uh, you know, the outbreaks with the Marlins and Cardinals. Uh, then I think, you know, I'm not saying they uh, felt confident, but maybe a little more relaxed. Like, okay, everybody gets it now. Everybody's being uh, so cautious. Uh, you know, 12 straight days, 20 or 21. 
you know, and then this happens. Uh, I just think it's, it's so important now that everybody, uh, you know, isn't around, you know, family members or at least family members they haven't seen uh, until the postseason's over. You know, if, they, uh, if this happened during the postseason, you know, it would present, you know, utter chaos. Bob Nightingale of USA Today joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. He's Matt. I'm Bruce. We're here for you every week on Saturday morning, 9 to 11, talking baseball. Bob, uh, when you, you, you take the, the bubble situation and you, see, you hear some of the commentary coming from the players right now, what, what do you, what's your perception of it? I, um, you know, I understand that they want their families to be there uh, for them uh, in the playoffs and they, they want them to be a part of it and they've been around them during uh, these tough times and that's a big part of their support system. But uh, in, in a true bubble situation, it, you know, don't you think uh, – for 30 days and only a week or 10 days for some of the players because of elimination that that they can just uh, keep mo- moving on from where they're at right now and, and do without the the family situation for a short period of time? Well, yeah, I do, Bruce. I mean, I understand that, hey, you know, it's, been, it's been working for uh, the most part. But, uh, you know, you can't have your family travel on a commercial plane and then all of a sudden join you. You know, who knows what happens then? Uh, yeah, hey, if they want to drive, they want to be in a private plane, okay, but you better isolate yourself first. And that's all Major League Baseball is asking. Hey, the isolation for a week. Uh, don't be there for that first run of the uh, playoffs because that involves travel. I mean, everybody's got to go to the higher seeds, home site. You know, and then everything's set in Texas and Southern California. But, you know, they don't want people uh, flying commercial or, uh, you know, who knows, you know, what family members have been exposed. Uh, they just can't take that risk. Yeah, you know, the the other leagues that have had a bubble, NBA and NHL, have asked families to quarantine for those seven days before they join. And we've seen the uh, the tearful reunions sometimes when the families do get into the bubble. I guess this is the new, in some ways it is the new market inefficiency. It's like, let's find guys who don't, don't mind being without their families. I, I, I hate to be, be flip about it, but it's, it's, it's such a weird thing. It's a big ask for some, but it's, uh, it, it's going to have to be the ask because I don't see a way around it. I don't see a way around, you know, asking families to quarantine for those, for those seven days. And, and this, these proposals are not locked in, right, Bob? I mean, this is part of what still has to be agreed upon between the two sides. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I mean, because baseball wants these guys to be quarantined. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, the next week, you know, not this upcoming week, but the week after, last week of the regular season, just to make sure there's no outbreaks going into the uh, into the playoffs. So, you know, let's be honest, it's not a true bubble. It's not, you know, the NBA where you're not leaving your hotel. You can still leave your hotel and be smart about it. Uh, you know, talk about the family members. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, just asking everybody to be smart and, uh, hey, you know, do do some sacrifice uh, here. Uh, you know, remember at one point, Major League Baseball was talking about a bubble the entire season. And the players said, no, no, we're not going to do that, which is understandable. And, it, you know, except the two outbreaks, it, it, it has worked for the most part. But but here, I just think so much money is at stake. And I also think this is why Major League Baseball wanted that expanded postseason with the $50 million playoff pool in the sense that there wasn't a player playoff pool, you know, you wonder how many guys would have opted out. So, okay, uh, you know, I'm done. See you guys later. Bob, uh, when you look at uh, the format that they're proposing right now, and that is the National League 
uh, playing their championship series in Texas and the American League playing in California. How did they come up with that? I mean, it seems like almost uh, the opposite, you know, with the uh, with the Southern California teams being in the uh, National League and, uh, you know, Texas being there at their new ballpark in, in Texas. How, how do you think they came up with the idea of who should play where? Yeah, they wanted an opposite, Bruce, in the sense where, hey, when this is going on, everybody knows the Dodgers are going to playoffs, so, you know, number one seed in, in baseball, National League. Potters are playing so well. They didn't want to give these two teams home field advantage. And likewise, they didn't want to give the Houston Astros home field advantage. Uh, you know, especially what happened with the cheating scandal and everything else. They say, you know, we don't want to right. give them a break. But we don't want to give the Dodgers and Padres a break either. This way, after the first round, you know, nobody has a chance of home field, you know, at, at solo with. So I, I think that's very fair. And the home field advantage is very negligible anyway. Uh, but those guys still get to sleep in their own beds and things like that. So, or, or, you know, be around their own clubhouse and comfort zone. This way, it, it truly is a neutral site for everybody. All right, so for those who don't don't realize, that first round, those uh, those three-game series, they're all going to be at the home ballpark of the higher seed. And then after that, as you guys are talking about, the the the, the semifinals and then the NLCS, the division series, and then the NLCS, ALCS, and World Series, all uh, on the neutral sites out there in the West and then in, in Texas. What else needs to be agreed upon um, on the two sides for this to be locked in? Is it fait accompli that this is going to be the way that, that we go, or is there a chance that this whole thing blows up? Um, what else needs to be agreed upon, Bob? Yeah, this will definitely be the way, Matt. So the uh, NL, NLCS will be at the uh, Rangers' new ballpark, <clears throat> Globe Life uh, Field, and the uh, ALCS will be at Peco Park, uh, home of the Padres. World Series also at the Rangers' ballpark at the Globe Park Field. And, they, uh, and then they, uh, yeah, all that needs to be agreed upon is this whole isolation thing with the family members where teams are, are balking a little bit. Uh, the Dodgers, a few of the Cardinals, you know, who else knows those two teams have come up publicly and said, hey, it's worked so far. You know, it, we shouldn't have to have our families be isolated for a week. You know, we'd like to have them around during that, you know, best of three uh, series as well. Where Major League Baseball is saying, no, we don't want that. You know, we're talking about, you know, almost $900 million at stake here. So uh, that's mm-hmm. the only thing. And I really think this outbreak, with, or not the outbreak, but the positive test by the Giants player who cut up from a family member is that, hey, here's the a, here's a proof. This is why we can't take this gamble. Bob, uh, when you look at uh, the offseason approaching ra- very rapidly, what's your sense of whether or not there's going to be general managers meetings, winter meetings, and more importantly, uh, the free agents that are going to be approaching uh, in November uh, to, to their time as uh, – out there in the marketplace, what type of rude awakening is uh, is out there waiting for them uh, with the revenue streams being so uh, so small this season and maybe going into next year as well? Yeah, I can't see a, uh, I know they haven't announced it yet, but I cannot see a GM meetings or a winter meetings, Bruce. I and mean, they're, you know, canceling all the conventions anyway for teams. And, you know, as you know, those winter meetings are like a big convention. So, yeah, there's no way they can have a winter meeting. I think, too, that's why uh, the Hall of Fame canceled the Veterans uh, Hall of Fame you know, committee, mm-hmm. knowing it wasn't going to happen. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a miserable uh, free agent market. Uh, you know, 
teams are talking about, you know, are we going to have fans next year? You know, will the fans be allowed in June or August? Uh, if fans are allowed, what percentage of the stadium is built? I don't see people rushing my tickets and sitting shoulder to shoulder with strangers. So you know, it's getting money lost again next year. And next year they'll be paying, you know, the full freight of salaries. So, you know, I think it's going to be very tough. You know, maybe a real Mudo gets his money. Uh, and I don't think anybody else does. I, I really don't. I think everybody else is going to take a, uh, a much bigger, you know, take that than the, than the ever envisioned. Uh, some guys will have to go one-year contract and say, let me hit the market again uh, when the free market comes back to normal. Uh, big left turn here. Who's your MVP in the American League, Bob Nightingale? A couple guys on that Angels team putting up great numbers, but they're not winning anything. Then the White Sox have like three uh, nominees, potentially. Who, who would your MVP be? Yeah, the way it's involved drives me crazy, Matt. It's not the best player award. It's the most valuable player award. So if I had to choose, a, I'm a National League MVP voter, but if I was an American League, my choice would be between Jose Abreu or Nelson Cruz. What these two guys have met, uh, it's not just on the field, you know, it's in the clubhouse too. And bringing these guys to first place. Uh, hey, Mike Trout, we all know he's the best player, but, you know, they're not in any race. You know, what's, what's valuable about that? So, yeah, uh, and, and when people say Trout should win again, it's like, no, he shouldn't. Nothing against Mike Trout, but it's most valuable player. There's a difference. You know, it's also strange, too, when you think about it with these, with these uh, MVP and Cy Young. It should be almost like a geographical award. I mean, these guys uh, <laughs> in the National League are yeah, talking about they're not about playing Tatis. each other. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. talking about Tatis and Mookie Betts. Well, they haven't faced uh, DeGrom or, or Trevor Bauer and these guys. It's just their own little region. So it's like it should be, you know, regional awards, really. Yeah, that's that's a really good thought. Bob Nightingale with us on Inside the Clubhouse for a few more minutes. And, Bob, uh, we, we um, Matt and I were talking about Ricky Renteria and uh, running his first place Chicago White Sox team in the Central and him try, finally getting some uh, some uh, you know accolades as to being uh, you know good at what he does. What what are your thoughts about uh, uh, Renteria running the White Sox right now and uh, and the the idea that you know he has always been looked at as a developmental guy and. Uh, nobody really knew what he would be like uh, with a good ball club. Yeah, now, now we're seeing it. I mean, uh, you know, the White Sox are patient. They never, uh, you know, even entertain the idea like, okay, we need a new manager. Remember, it was always that talk to him, okay, you'll take him until the uh, championship stage or until ready to compete, then we'll get a new manager. Well, he, he's doing it all. So certainly he'll get strong consideration for American League uh, manager of the year. Terrific job. And uh, you know, this, this team kind of reminds me of the Cubs in 2015, where nobody expected them to be this good. So kind of arriving a year early. So, and I, I think next year will be the year where White Sox will be saying, you know what, we, we can win the World Series. Not that the, this message will out of hand now, but you know, it's hard to envision they had to starting pitching to carry them all the way to a World Series championship. Yeah, it is that bonus year, like the 2015 Cubs. It, it does feel like that. Speaking of those Cubs. I wonder what the trade market's going to be like for Chris Bryant in this particular offseason. If those conversations pick up, this is a this is not a good a good short odd season to be coming off of. Um, do you expect uh, the Cubs to be active in conversations for Bryant? I expect to be active in conversations, but I don't expect to be traded. Just the uh, you know 
he doesn't have that high price tag anymore. I'm not sure what you get back in return. I mean, one you're only going to have him for, you know, team will only have him for one year. And, uh, you know, coming off a tough year, you know, I know this year's strange in all kinds of ways. And, but, you know, those injuries have, have hit home as well. So uh, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that same value. His best value is, is, is versatility. So I'd be surprised if he's traded just because I'm not sure what they can get back in return for him. Bob, in closing with you, and Matt and I really appreciate it always when you uh, hop on with us and, and inform us. Uh, I've been hearing rumblings from people in the know that the, the baseball might be deadened sometime here over the next year or so, uh, just because people are tired of the 40% outcome of strikeout, home run, or walk being the result of, uh, of at-bats at this point and the, the game getting dumbed down. What, what are your thoughts on that? Have you heard the same thing? And uh, would it be dangerous for them to do next year, uh, knowing that uh, uh, you know people uh, still might not be back watching the game full-time, not in the ballpark? Well, yeah, hopefully it's getting some. I mean, you figure it would be live again this year just because you want people watching TV and people love the home run. But, yeah, I'm surprised with the extra, extra inning rule that we haven't seen more bonds and singles and stuff. It still seems like everybody's swinging for the fences, you know, sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I could certainly see a, a dead in baseball, uh, you know, next year. Because even now, you're seeing just a shocked look on pitchers' faces when these balls are going out opposite field. It shouldn't be happening, but I can certainly understand it. Want to get more uh, viewing audience and everything else. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I saw the stat. It was about 40% of the time the Cubs, you know, no balls that put in play. Yeah, that's tough right. to watch. Uh, it, really, it really is. Bob, we appreciate it very much. Uh, stay happy, healthy, and uh, along the line here somewhere, I'll probably see you at a ballpark in the playoffs, I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know how that's going to look or feel, but uh, I'm looking forward to a great postseason. So thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Bob. It's Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Um, Bruce Levine and me, Matt Spiegel, here in Inside the Clubhouse. Pretty cool to see Daz Cameron get his first big league hit last night. It was a two-run single. At Guaranteed Rate Field, it's the same ballpark where his father, Mike Cameron, got his first big league mm-hmm. hit 25 years ago. So, man, father-son stories are everywhere. Um, I need to ask you if you saw Jason Stark's story on Rich Dotson, the White Sox pitcher, Rich Dotson. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. If people didn't find it, go seek it out. Rich Dotson, um, allowing Jason to write that story in full. And last night, Rich Dotson's cardboard cutout as a pitcher was in a seat at guaranteed rate field next to the cardboard cutout of his biological father, Turk Farrell, who he never met, who was also a big league pitcher. It's an unbelievable story. And they watched a game together last night in cardboard form, side by side, just amazing stuff. It really is, and uh, we're going to effort to get um, Rich Dotson uh, on our show uh, coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks because it is a great story, and it's a it's an odd story, but um, you know you just you just see that, uh, and, and he just found out about this. I mean, it's yep. not like he's known this for years. This is uh, just something that uh, came up, and you know it was a you know to be nice about it, just a a, a um, 
rendezvous between uh, his mother and uh, and Turk Farrell, and mm -hmm. that was it. Nine months later, you have Richard Dotson. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It, it, his mother and father had been married and divorced twice to each other, and there were there were times when they were not together. And in one of those times, um, that that's where Rich Dotson came from. And it's it really brings the whole nature versus nurture question mm -hmm. <laughs> into play. Like how how they both ended up big league pitchers, never knowing each other, and never. It, it's just it, it's an amazing amazing story. So well. Worth a read. Um, one of the best stories in the American League this year is the Chicago White Sox in first place, and they maintained that first place lead last night. The guy who got the win last night, when an inning and a third gave up just a hit, he will join us next right here on 670 The Score inside the clubhouse. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details uh, it was good. It was good, you know. Um, like I said, uh, every time we go out, we just try to compete and we just try to do our best. Today, he got a okay day. Uh, it wasn't his best day, but we had we had his back. So today was a really good day for us, uh, and we show we can do what we're supposed to be do every night. Eloy Jimenez on the offense, picking up Lucas Giolito on a night when Giolito did not have the command that he uh, wants to have, that he needs to have on a regular basis. But the offense picked him up, and a reliever got a win last night. Our next guest joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Alpamonte Ford is in Melrose Park. Well, Matt, you know, this is actually Evan Marshall's show. So uh, I don't <laughs> think we even have to introduce him, but I guess we will. Evan, good morning. Thanks for taking some time out. Uh, an exciting finish to uh, last night's game. Yeah, last night was a blast. Uh, 
we were getting no hit for you know what six six innings, and then to uh, see Eloy kind of rescue us there at the end, that was awesome. It seems like you guys, um, Evan, really have a sense of picking each other up. And Giolito talked about Eloy doing it. Eloy talked about doing it. And like on a given night, um, how is this? This chemistry, um, as compared to other teams you've been on in your life, really anywhere at any level, where does this rank right now, Evan? Uh, it's easily the most fun I've ever had playing baseball. Um, on the field, off the field, this group is, uh, I don't know, pretty tight right now. And, you know, things are going good, and it's a ton of fun. Like I said, we're having more fun than uh, I've ever had. When when you look at uh, the evolution of bullpen guys and uh, your career has evolved to this really good point now, uh, it seems like the, the the very toughest of positions to uh, solidify and to keep a, a viable job with. And and now you see some of your some of those young guys uh, starting to evolve in the bullpen. There, what, what is what is that like? And w- when you look at them, even though you're only 30 years old, you you look at them like saying. Man, you you guys wait till you see how tough this job is year in and year out to, to be able to maintain some consistency and keep a job. Yeah, well, I've got plenty of experience in that. But um, <laughs> right now, these guys are throwing the ball so well that you know you just let them let them think it's going to go on forever and don't say anything that'll rain on their parade. Because right now, these the kids on our team are throwing the ball so well. It's such a huge help to this team. I don't, I don't want to jinx that. Do you, uh, do you ever, um, I'm sorry, Matt, do you ever, do you, do you, do you offer advice or do you wait to be asked at this point of your career? Uh, I wait to be asked, but everybody's familiar with my background. And, um, it does actually happen quite a bit. I mean, that's what we do in the bullpens. We sit around and figure out how to get better or talk about this or that, but, for for right now, um, I've been asked for my advice on a few things, but you know, these guys are doing the. I, I should be the one asking for their advice because they're the ones that are throwing ninety eight. <laughs> How do you throw ninety eight? Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can come up with that one, right? It, it well, it's it's such... be twenty four again. Yeah, maybe 24 again. Like Cody Hoyer is ridiculous right now. You know, it's uh, so, so, but like, do you know, Evan, like on a given night, you know, you look at your game log and some nights, you know, against Pittsburgh where you give up a couple of runs last night, you don't give up any runs. Like, do you feel like you've pitched bad on a night when you've given up runs or is it not, you know what I mean? Like, is it disconnected from whether you're pitching well um, sometimes? Yeah, the, the the outcome to my effort level doesn't always – well, it never matches up. My effort level, I'm out there just trying to get the job done as quickly as possible. But, like, in Pittsburgh, for example, um, they that was just good hitting. I, I think I, I didn't execute on a few pitches, but they were there waiting for me, and, and they, they didn't try to get big and hit homers. They inside out two doubles to start the inning with a two-run lead. So – you know, the exit velocity wasn't very high on either of those, but, you know, they got on base and they scored, and that's a sign of good hitting to me. Evan Marshall of the Chicago White Sox joining us and in inside the clubhouse for a few more minutes. Evan, um, going back to when you first started pitching in professional baseball and then now, 
evolving and learning how to get out uh, in this era of, um, of people trying to lift pitches and uh, the strikeout being so prevalent. Have you contoured your approach to hitters to kind of go along with the era or is, is that too easy to say and too hard to do? Uh, I don't think there's anything really in play here as far as like the era. Um, man, contouring my stuff. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had plenty of trial and error, so I've had time to dial it in. Plus, I think the biggest thing for me is I've studied what the guys that are making it look really easy, like like Bieber, for instance. What's he? What is he doing that's making hitters swing at balls that are in the other batter's box? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like guys on our own team, you know, I think Keuchel's a perfect guy to analyze because he is out there pitching. He's not a thrower by any means, and he's one of my favorites to watch. But, like, you know, our ace, Giolito, if he does things that I can't do, I can't throw an 80-mile-an-hour whistle ball changeup after a 96-mile-an-hour rising fastball. So you kind of have to pick and choose who you model your game after, and then uh, you have to understand your own abilities. It, it is amazing on Giolito. He throws more high change-ups than, than anybody is, has ever been suggested that they should throw. Like, he gets away with it. Yeah. How, how does he get away with throwing that change-up high as much as he does? Is it just that high quality of a pitch? Uh, yeah, well, it's a great pitch. Um, but in his case, he throws his fastball at the top of the zone. His fastball and his change-ups have been the same. And then there's a 15-mile-an-hour difference between the two. So... He's looking at where his fastball is most effective and then throwing an off-speed pitch through the same slot, basically, and the hitter mm-hmm. can't tell the difference out of his hand. Evan, when you uh, you see the uh, evolution of pitching and the technology for both hitting and pitching, how much have you taken advantage of that yourself? Uh, how much do you, do you allow yourself to be a pitch lab type guy and uh, change grips, obviously changing grips and and the way uh, you use fastballs and, and different pitches has always been a part of the game for 150 years. But in reality, having the technology so uh, so real and uh, so easy to understand, do you, do you use some of that now, or is that uh, is that something uh, yeah, that doesn't work for you? It's, yeah, it, I, I absolutely use everything. Everything that's at my disposal. It's just how much stock you put into certain things. And in my case. Um, you know, I, as it turns out, have a high spin rate on my curveball. And I use that more now because from the feedback that I've gotten, it's spinning so fast out of my hand that you really can't see the laces. You can't read the spin on it. And so I, now I get to, I, I've, I've upped my usage of that pitch probably double. Uh, and the analytics has a huge part to do with that. What do you like the best from the from the tech? I know that the White Sox invested a lot in the technology and spring training, and I'm I'm sure there's more sure. access to. What, what do you, what do you enjoy the most? What do you get the most out of? Um, probably the just the spin rate stuff. Uh, the the thing that I like the most that our team has is we look at the hitters on the other team, and they go and our analytics department finds a pitcher who has similar spin rates and release angles and things that I do, and then tells me what the hitter has done against pitches like mine around the league. And then you can figure out, 
you know, this guy crushes fastballs, but on fastballs with a 2200 spin rate on this axis, he's actually not hitting very good. And if that matches up with you, then you have a weapon to use. Wow, that that's absolutely kind of cool. They tailor it, yeah. They tailor it individually to instead of like, you know, Jonathan Scope is hitting 300 against fastballs, just just fastballs. They'll break it down and say, well, Evan, he's hitting, you know, only 210 against fastballs with your movement and velocity. So that, that you get a more mm-hmm. tailored scouting report. That's that's gold to have have a, to find comps around the league and and help you around the league yep. like that. Is that is that new for, is that new for this year or has that kind of been evolving that process? Uh, you know, I'm sure that's been evolving around the league. That's new for the White Sox this year, uh, and and it, it's really a credit to the time that our analytics team invests in finding this stuff because I look at it and I use it every night. What has been the feel like for you and your teammates this year? I know you can only speak for yourself, but um, has it felt like a regular season over the last month or so where, where you know, games have been able to be played more consistently? And uh, what, what's, what's the bullpen feel like knowing that uh, you, know, you guys are everyday players and uh, even if you don't get into a game mentally, you're, you're already in there on a lot of these games that you don't necessarily get into? Yeah, I mean that's the the reliever life, the threat of you're on call basically all uh, all innings of the game, and so um, I don't know. It's it's interesting uh, around our team, but like the the thing that is really fun is that um, we're winning so many games that you're seeing you're having the opportunity for Cody Hoyer to throw in the eighth, or for Matt Foster to throw in the eighth, and these guys are succeeding, and it lets you know. That there's more than one arm down there capable of doing that when the when the you know when it really matters when it's late in the game. So uh, I think the White Sox hit a home run on a couple of arms that we have down there, and you're starting to see them pitch in really important situations. And uh, uh, it I don't know it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm uh, well, Cshek and Detweiler down there are kind of the the vets along with um, Colome, but it's just been nice to watch uh, the next generation for the White Sox. It's one of the members of that next generation we talked mentioned a little earlier, Cody Hoyer, just been absolutely great and was great again last night. Um, it couldn't help but notice he comes in after you last night. Is that a development that was discussed, or is that just a one-game thing that we've seen? You've been great and have been in that kind of role most of the year, if and really more than that. Uh, it's not like it's not just a one-game thing. It could happen again tonight. Uh, I think down there. Uh, our our staff, our, our coaching staff is looking at the matchups versus the particular part of the lineup. Um, I know you used to see um, teams like Milwaukee do that with Hayter where they just held him out and then he faced the best part of the lineup. There's some sort of a method down there for that where how, um, how Ricky's choosing to use the pen. And, and for me, like last night, it was to finish the sixth and throw the seventh. Uh, tonight it could be the eighth. Tomorrow it could be the fourth. Uh, I just kind of have my shoes strapped on. I'm ready to go. So. Evan, in closing with you, uh, can you give us an idea what the clubhouse dynamic is like as far as celebrations, um, talking to each other before and after games? <coughs> Excuse uh, me, separation. Very, very loud. Very, it's very loud and very vocal. We're having so much fun that um, 
it's it's really easy to get caught up in just how, what a good time it is. And, you know, the music's always blasting, and and uh, people are laughing and, and having a good time more than anything. Though, like if I'm sitting in my locker and I'm Colin May's right there, you know, he I could sit there and ask him to teach me to throw a cutter, and he would spend the whole day doing it. Like it's just a very devoted team, and, and we want nothing but good for each other. That's awesome. Hey, Evan, last thing real quick. I Someone just alerted me to it. Your wife tweeted last night that your son Ryan was able to recognize you on TV for the first time. Is that, that, how <laughs> yeah, great, that's pretty, that's pretty great. Yeah, I'm, uh, one of the things I'm most proud of uh, is yeah. getting to do this so uh, he can say his daddy pitched in the big leagues one day. That's, yeah, that's, that's, tr- so that's awesome. tremendous, man. That, that is, that's what it's all about right there. So keep the career going so he can, uh, he can remember even more of it. Right. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. And Evan, uh, you know, this is your show, so I don't think we have to call you anymore to come on. Just let us know when you're, uh, when you're, when you're not going to be on and then uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll just, uh, X you off for that week. Thanks again for, uh, for being there for me and Matt. And, uh, uh we really enjoy having you on. Good luck the rest of the way uh, in in going oh, forward. Oh, I got one more question. Sure. Uh, what was it like uh, dipping your hand into politics, Bruce? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to take the fifth <laughs> on that one, okay? I'm going to take the fifth. Matt, uh, Evan, right. thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. All right, guys. Thanks for having me anytime. All right. Thanks, Evan. Take care. Thanks. That's uh, the Evan Marshall, always, always in your face, guy. Always, you're always gonna get real from Evan Marshall. Always. Oh man, that, that dude, that dude enjoys himself, and he's a, he's a veteran. He's been around long enough now that not much phases him. Uh, man, that's amazing. Um, it, he, he's, he's fun, Bruce. Huh? Yeah, you'll love the atmosphere that he's talking about in that bullpen. Those guys all kind of teaching each other and taking the time to show each other stuff. I mean, that's what you want. That's, that's where you learn stuff is from each other as much as the coaches. You, you do. And there's so much downtime out there, you know, early in a game. That, that's where, you know, the Lee Smiths used to take a nap or uh, Mo Dabrowski uh, back in the day or would order a pizza, you know, for the bullpen guys, you know, from somewhere outside. Just yeah. a, lot of, uh, a lot of pranks begin with bullpen guys. 670, the score is where you are. Um, A little bit of Theo Epstein talking about some of the key offensive pieces on the Cubs before we get out of here. It's inside the clubhouse till top of the hour with him, Bruce Levine, and me, Matt Spiegel. JeffFook.com is on your side. That 2020 jingle tells you that for all your auto, home, and commercial insurance needs, Jeff Fukovich Nationwide Insurance is your guy. For the very best insurance assurance, Jeff Fukovich and Nationwide have been the kings of insurance reliability for 42 years. JeffFook.com is on your side. Listen to the Cubs play Milwaukee tonight at 610 on the Xfinity Cubs radio network. For muscle pain, body aches, to strains, Blue Emu Maximum Arthritis. It works fast and you won't stink. Its unique formula with emu oil penetrates deep to relieve arthritis pain, sore muscles, joints, and more. 
Whether class is in school, at home, or a little bit of both, Staples has everything you need to start the year right and all at amazing prices. From notebooks to lap desks, folders to noise-canceling headphones. This week, Staples two-pocket paper folders and one-subject notebooks are an incredible 10 cents each. Now that's a back-to-school deal you don't want to miss. Shop in-store or pick up curbside. School on, save on at Staples. Ends 9-12, limit 6, in-store only, while supplies last. Curbside available in most stores. Geico for your boat. See how much you could save at geico.com today. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. You're listening to 670 The Score. Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum after us. Cubs pregame at 510 tonight. And a reminder that you can now stream those Cub games on radio.com on any device. You can stream Cubs games right there on radio.com. Pretty cool. Tomorrow morning, there is no hit and run. There is a Bears game. So Bears pregame, the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show with Habarkish, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store now. This Sunday, the pregame show starts at 9 a.m., Bruce. Yes, sir. And uh, big weekend for the Cubs. They, They need to establish a couple wins here against Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's been their their undoing the last two years in September, and uh, the the way that uh, Council handles his great bullpen and manip- manipulates games, he gets more out of out of any players uh, than any manager I've seen over the last two or three years. I think he's he's that good. So you can't allow, allow Milwaukee to get a little momentum going, even though they have to play St. Louis ten times over this next two week period. Um, they, they are a scary team, even though they're not the same team they were in the past. So it's, it's important for them to establish that over the next couple of days here. Uh, with the White Sox, you know, going into this weekend, uh, you know, they are 17-3 and three against Detroit, Pittsburgh, uh, and Kansas City. They need to continue that dominance because they have a, a very tough schedule at the end, as we talked about Minnesota, Cleveland, uh, and the Cubs to uh, finish off the season. Yeah, really interesting stuff. You're right about Council and what he does with the outgetters, um, as he calls them, his pitchers. And by the end of the year, he's got it figured out just about every time. He's like, all right, these are the guys I can use here. These guys I can use there. And everybody knows their role is fluid. Loved the stuff we just got out of Evan Marshall. And he referenced the Brewers as to how the White Sox are now using their bullpen. Like, all right, I want this guy against this part of the lineup. And I don't really necessarily care what inning it happens to say. And about the analytics. Very good signs for that organization. I think both organizations in town, you know, are have, have made such massive strides over the last decade. And both are now at the forefront um, electronically, analytically, technologically. This yeah. is this is this is what this two market town deserves. You know, this two team market town deserves. And this is what we have right now. So whatever football baseball continues, damn it, with the White Sox and the Cubs, Mr. Man. Yes, yes, sir. But you did get an awful lot of uh, Evan uh, talking about using the uh, analytics and the uh, and the pitch lab for the first time this year. I thought that was uh, some fascinating stuff. So uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of good things going on on both sides of town. We have people to thank, Matt. Uh, First of all, uh, Taylor McGregor from the Marquee Network, Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Of course, Evan Marshall from the White Sox, our guests. 
Uh, Adam, Adam does uh, such a, a great job of producing for us. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Also, our website, 670thescore.com, where I write Cubs and Sox every day. Matt, have a great week. You too, Bruce. Uh, you can find me at Matt Spiegel 670 and uh, find all sorts of stuff baseball-wise from me there. So keep tuned in. Uh, Bruce Levine, thank you so much. Adam Stadzinski, thank you so much. Mark Grody, Steve Rosenblum, Rosie and Grody, Saturday Morning Suckage, coming up next right here on 670 to Score. Have a great day, everybody. and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of colors starting at just $3.99 Ashley sleep mattresses starting at $2.50 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster Tempur-Pedic purple and Beautyrest black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details